Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The following episode of Bells in the Battery was originally released July 27th, 2009. Hey, John, it's Ron from Griddle Cakes Radio. John, you're a good friend and a brilliant podcaster. Oh, gee. I've always looked up to you as an outstanding example of podcast quality, comedy, and professionalism. Oh, golly. You are a man among men, an innovator, and a trailblazer. Yes, that's true. Sometimes I don't understand what you're doing. Huh? I know that sometimes you sound like a bumbling buffoon. Your plot lines fit together like a cheap suit, and you tend to overuse sound effects. But I feel that I know the true you. You're a storytelling genius. You're a trailblazer. Yes. Leading the rest of us to new heights, Mm -hmm. even if we don't want to go. Yeah, what? Therefore, I want to commend you on casting caution to the wind and facing certain podcast suicide by changing your show's format. I'm not changing... Everyone in this industry knows that if you've found a format that works, that you never change it, but... Rather than accepting that advice, you've done what all leaders do. You've decided to move forward, ignoring the conventional wisdom. Most would say that such an action is foolish, but that's nothing new. They laughed at Marconi when he said that we could talk without a wire. They howled at Columbus when he claimed that the Earth was round. And they laughed at Fonzie when he said that he'd jump the shark. Uh, Or... Perhaps that was a bad Bad example. example. But John, I just wanted to say good luck with the format change. I'm not changing. You are brave. Uh, You are an innovator. Yes. And although the rest of the world thinks that you're being a doofus, you have friends who believe in most of your screwball ideas. Thank you. Hang tough, my friend. Thank you, Ron of Griddle Cakes. Dot com, but I'm not changing formats at episode 100. I don't know how this rumor got started, but I want to squelch it right now. Rumors to Bell, the big format changes in the works, oh, no. and I have something great for you. Brad. As you know, you told me last time that Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain now. That means we can do all the Sherlock Holmes characters any way we want, and I have a Sherlock Holmes story for you, so we can change format to literary masterpieces. So you've adapted the actual Sherlock Holmes stories. Not exactly, Mr. Bell. I've done them in a way that I think modern audiences would really like them. All right, all right. Let's play it then. Wait a minute. My name is Dr. John Watson. Wait a minute, Mr. Bell. I no, have no, a story no, 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 man who consisted You can't play it right now, Mr. Bell. You've been all fired up about this since last episode. Why can't I play it? You wanted me to play it. I should play it. You just don't understand marketing, do you? You promoted this since last episode. This is what everybody's waiting to hear. So you play it last. last. Make everybody listen to the entire show uh-huh. and hear this one last. And we want people to hear the entire show because... They'll sit through all the commercials. Commercials. 
commercials? Coming to the Squirrel Network. The crime drama with a gritty edge. Someone's busting up the big crime syndicates. But who? All right, Charlie, listen up, because I got a great plan to take over the north side hijacking business. Yeah, boss. Hey, someone's at the door, boss. See who it is. Yeah, what do you want? I'm from Papa Malone's Pizza. Would you like a free pizza to sample our pizza? It's free pizza, boss. I could use a good pizza. All right, come on in. Thank you. Now, as I was saying, we're going to hijack a truckload of Cracker Jacks tomorrow at 3 on the corner of Elm and First. <laughs> they won't see that coming. I got to go now. Thank you. All right, hold that truck right there. Oh, no, it's filled with cops. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows how he gets his information. He's only known as the Squealer. I don't know how the cops knew we were coming, boss, but they sure knew. I'm starting to think there may be a Squealer in the organization. The Squealer. Coming soon. Another presentation of the Squirrel Network. We make shows for nuts. <laughs> The Squirrel Network is like Fox, only more daring. Yeah, look, Brad, uh, could I just be alone here for a few minutes while I try to figure this thing certainly, out? Certainly, certainly. Um, this involves you leaving, Brad. Oh. Oh! <laughs> I take the hit. Okay, Mr. Bell, I'll be back at the end of the show so we can play that Sherlock Holmes thing, okay? Bye-bye! For you newer listeners, that was Brad. He's in charge of commercials and public relations and that sort of thing. And this is Arnie Kunchpard. Where? Where? It's you, Arnie. Oh, yes, that's me, Arnie Kunchpard. Right in the canning venture. Have you invented some bizarre thing today, Arnie, that will bend space and time no, or no. make olive oil come out of my ears or something? No, no, but hold on just a second. I'm writing that down. I like that olive oil thing. Arnie, what do you want? Well, up until a few minutes ago, I had a really good idea, but right now I have a hankering for olive oil. Arnie. Mixed with wax. Arnie, you came in here to tell me something. What is it? Ooh, ooh, now I remember it has to do with the format, format change. change. I'm not changing formats, Arnie. Uh-huh. It's the all-space contrast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. The all... The all... Space... Space... Podcast. The All Space Podcast. Yeah. And what would this be exactly? We would carry live transmissions from all the space shots and stuff. Doesn't NASA already do the... Quiet, that's where we would get the material. Are you suggesting that we hack into the NASA podcast and steal it for our own? No, I'm not suggesting it, Mr. Bell. Good. I've already done it. Why? Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Go ahead, space station. We have a uh, toilet malfunction. Toilet malfunction. Affirmative. That's one small flush for a man, one giant clog for mankind. Understood. This is now our number one priority. And number two. Affirmative. We have our best people on it. We've got nobody on ours. That's the problem. We understand, Space Station. Should we call a plumber to come up here? Are you kidding? That would cost more than the entire mission. We've called in a specialist. Hope he's a real whiz. He's suggesting you jiggle the handle. Stand by, Houston. Jiggling now. That's negative results. That's all he had, Station. You're on your own. The situation's getting worse here, Houston. Suggest you send a new toilet up here as soon as possible. Did you say you needed a new toilet, Space Station? Affirmative. Then we can 
boldly go where no man has gone before. My name is Dr. John Watson, and I have a story to tell. What was that? Nothing, Arnie. Just don't worry about Sounds it. Sounds like that Sherlock Holmes thing that's been promoting since the last podcast, and you're waiting to play it till the very end. So you know about that? Yeah, it's pretty dangerous, Mr. Bell, playing something like that at the very end of the show, because what if everybody doesn't think it's as funny as the rest of the show? They feel let down because they waited through the whole show. Just listen to that. It's not as funny as they thought it would be. Do you think you can remember all that and repeat it to Brad? Remember what? Look, Arnie, uh... I'd like to be alone for just a minute to contemplate the universe. Oh, universe is nice. Uh-huh. I visit there sometimes. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you, Arnie. So uh, if you don't mind, if you could... Arnie? Arnie? Boy, he's fast. Well, at least I get a few minutes here to clear my head and be by myself. John Bell! Aunt Harriet? Boo! I'm back! For the benefit of our new listeners, let me explain that Aunt Harriet here is my aunt who died back in episode 29, and every once in a while she comes back and visits from the hereafter. So, Aunt Harriet, what are you hereafter? Oh, my death was such a sad time for your group. Yes, very. I'm just amazed how you could keep going after that. It was hard, Aunt Harriet, yes. Well, up in the hereafter, I've been noticing that the other ghosts have been doing a lot of listening to what's been going on on Earth, especially from the politicians, and believe me, they are rolling in their graves more than ever. They're watching shows like Medium and Ghost Whisper. I tell you, things are hot right now. That's true. With the need to communicate and interact between the dear departed and the earthbound people. And you've taken advantage of this. Oh, yes, I've created a new business and a wonderful ad to go with it. Oh, and you probably want me to play this on the podcast, don't you? Hello, friends. I'm Aunt Harriet, your earthbound ethereal entity connection girl. Are you longing for less solid relationships? Are you tired of people you can't see through? Are you wishing to be a medium instead of an extra large or a petite? (laughs) Are parties not dead enough for you? Do you long to be haunted? Well, the answer to all your problems is the Earthbound Ethereal Entity Connection contains phantasms, phantoms, and visions. Yes, with the Earthbound Ethereal Entity Connection, you can spook your way to spectacular specters. All you need to do is pick up your Ouija board planchette or call your favorite medium. Um, it's so much fun, too. So why don't you join all the thousands of happy, ghost-loving people and contact the Earthbound Ethereal Entity Connection today. Hi, Miss Mel. It's time. Let's crank up the Sherlock Holmes story. All right, Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain, so this is something you put together. Yes, and I wanted to make it uh, rather intellectual. (coughs) (coughs) And so I managed to kind of work in the occasional Sherlock Holmes title in the production. Well, let me get this straight. You mean if we listen carefully, we'll hear... The titles of some Sherlock Holmes stories and books? Oh, yes, yes, yes. So keep your ears open, folks. And here we go. Should be running this last. My name is Dr. John Watson. I have a story to tell of a man who consistently turns his amazing deductive powers to the thwarting of evil. That man, of course, is Sherlock Holmes. This particular adventure began when I decided to drop in and visit Holmes one evening in his rooms at 221B Baker Street, Tombstone, Arizona. Good evening, Watson. I see that you are well. I am indeed, Holmes. I also observe that you've bought a new horse, you've cleaned your six-shooter, 
And you encountered several hostile Indians in your recent travels. Good heavens, Holmes. How could you know all that? Elementary. Your legs are three degrees more bow-legged than the last time I saw you. This could only mean a larger horse. As for your six-shooter, there's oil dripping down your pants leg from your holster. Oh, how embarrassing. And the hostile Indians? I wouldn't think that friendly Indians would propel several perfectly good arrows into your back. <laughs> if only I could see what you see. You see, but you do not observe. No, no, I really can't see. I've lost my spectacles. Oh, then perhaps you have not noticed that I'm painting my rooms. Oh, what do you know? Uh, what colors? What I've always wanted. A bedroom in blue and a study in scarlet. Excellent job, Holmes. Shall we sally forth to the local saloon, the Abbey Grange, Ooh. to lift a few pints, old fellow? Well, sounds like a plan, Holmes. Let's go. Oof. Mind the door, Watson. I really must find my spectacles. We ventured down to the local drinking establishment, whereupon we ordered our favorite drinks, a barrel coronet and a devil's foot. I deduce, Watson, that someone has sampled my drink before it arrived in my possession. Oh, it makes you say that, Holmes. My glass is only one quarter full. There's a missing three-quarter. I could loan you a quarter. I wouldn't dream of taking your money, Watson. You're as poor as the stockbroker's clerk. I'm even as poor as the stockbroker. <laughs> I see they have live music here. Oh, yes, an unusual group. They all seem to have chicken pox. Indeed. They are a speckled band, then, are they not? Oh, and I see that Gladys Knight is going to appear, backed by her famous quintet of citrus farmers. Ah, yes, the five orange pips. Now, Watson, I don't wish to alarm you, but do you notice a particularly nasty-looking hombre in the corner? The man with the twisted lip, yellow face? That's him. He's the real reason we're here. I'm keeping my eye on him, Watson. Is he a ne'er-do-well, Holmes? Indeed, he is truly a twisted man. He's one of the Artie brothers. Have you heard of them? Oh, I believe I have. There's Teep. Yes, Teep Artie. And the intelligent brother, uh, Big Sma. Big Sma Artie, indeed. Then there's Artif. Mm. And the gentleman sitting over there, Maury Arty. Good heavens. He is the Napoleon of crime, Watson. Because he commands all the criminals. No, because he keeps his hands stuck in his shirt. Oh. I suspect he has bad rash. Mm -hmm. He was without a shirt once, and I saw a red circle. What devilment is he up to, Holmes? I suspect he is gunning for me, Watson. Oh. He and his brothers. But he never speaks. Mm. He writes his communications on a placard. I saw him playing golf, and he held up a sign of four. What should we do? Should we arrest him now? No. His brothers will be arriving on the train at high noon. We have no choice but to outgun them, Watson. Oh. We need to represent the law in this one-horse town. Or buy more horses. I say we go out and meet them at the corral. Well, which corral would that be, Holmes? Well, there are several near here. Mm. There's the exceptional corral, but it's very expensive. Oh, dear. Then there's the mediocre corral, but the food is terrible. Well, what about the OK corral? Already booked. We'll have to go to the pretty good corral. Mm. Will you join me, Watson? It could be dangerous. You know I'm your huckleberry, Holmes. I wish you wouldn't say that. So we set out for the corral. On the way, Holmes pointed out several points of interest. There was a used car lot nearby, and a French woman was screaming at the proprietor. We stopped to ask the owner, Mr. Bunkle, what was going on. Well, we went online to get information on the car that Lady France here is buying, and that information vanished. Oh, uh, Bunkle, would you like for Mr. Holmes to look into the disappearance of Lady Frances Carfax? No, I'll just talk her into buying that little beauty over there. The blue car, Bunkle? That's the one. We continued on. We passed where the local policemen enjoy a sandy vacation. The copper beaches... 
Eventually, we arrived at the pretty good corral. From there, we could see the train carrying the Artie brothers approaching from the distance. They are arriving, Watson. Make sure your six-shooters are loaded and ready. Uh, it won't do me much good to do so, Holmes, unless I find my spectacles. Great glorious Scott, Watson. Your spectacles are in your hat. Well, how the deuce did you deduce that? I can see the golden pince-nez sticking out. Oh. Now put them on and get ready for a showdown. We watched as the four Artie brothers walked down the street. Past the rotten corral, the not quite as bad as the rotten corral, the so-so corral, to the entrance of the pretty good corral. They stopped, and Moriarty held up a sign. If you wish to communicate with me, Moriarty, you'll have to speak. They're not saying a word, Holmes, but uh, by Jove, what are they doing now? None of them wish to speak, Watson, so they're doing an interpretive dance. Look at those dancing men. I can interpret their meaning. Here, in this valley of fear, we will kill you and your bumbling friend. Yeah, uh, bumbling? There's more. Prepare to draw. This is it, Watson. I'm ready, Holmes. For a long minute, we all stood there, staring at each other. Then Moriarty drew his revolver. The gunfight was on! An Artie brother falls! Then another Artie falls! Then Johann Sebastian Bach's brother, Riken, gets in the line of fire! And Reichenbach falls! Even I take a bullet to the shoulder! leaving only Holmes and Moriarty to fight it out. I deduce you've run out of bullets, Mr. Artie. I have also... I challenge you to toe-wrestle. Toe-wrestle, Holmes? What kind of activity is that? The game is afoot, Watson. Whereupon Holmes and Moriarty locked feet and battled to pin down one another's big toe. Moriarty held up a sign with every letter of the alphabet on it, but Holmes ignored his cries. Then... Both of Moriarty's feet flew off his legs. Moriarty is defeated. He was indeed. I watched as the police dragged Moriarty off to the Huskal and picked up his feet with a tow truck. All that was left was the sign with all the letters on it. Holmes, what shall I do with this sign? Nail it to that tree as a reminder to all of this event, Watson. But Holmes, this sign is too big. Then break it up and just use a trio of letters from the middle. Oh, all right, hold on. Uh, uh, there we go. The letters L through N remain. Let me hammer it up here. Someday, Watson, this mighty oak with the letters nailed to it will carry a name that will last through eternity. Oh, a name for the tree? And you've deduced what they'd name it? What would that be, Holmes? L.M.N. Tree, my dear Watson. Yeah, I told you we shouldn't have run that last. Boy, what a stinker. Arnie, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it could have... I mean, it's just because it... I, He's got a point, Brad. You're only saying that because you haven't heard the end theme yet. You have an end theme? Oh, this is scary. Yes, I'm going to sing it right now. I don't know if that's a good... If you don't like it, you can close the door anytime you want and end the show. All right. Go ahead. Holmes, Holmes on the range. Where he and Doc Watson play. I don't mean to foil Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but I can outright him any... You have been listening to episode 92 of Bells in the Bad Free. All contents are copyright 2009 by John Bell. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. 
Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode five of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop.